I'm having a hard oh. time getting you, Ben. I got me good in my cans. I, I'm right here. Don't worry. All right. I'm right here. No question about it. And we've got <laughs> friends, friends and friends and friends right now. we got a brand new friend uh, sitting right across from me, and her name is Enrica. Hello, Enrica. Enrica. Enrica, where are you from? Tell us a little something about yourself for coming out here. Well, I've been in New Hampshire for 10 years now, but I'm actually from Switzerland. Oh. oh. That explains the multiple languages that you speak. Yes. <laughs> that is wild. Um, How many languages is that? Uh, seven now, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. More or less. Which was wow. colder, New Hampshire or Switzerland? New Hampshire, for sure. Whoa. Colder? Yeah. Ooh. Surprised me. Glad I asked. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Okay, we've also got other things today that are brand new. It's called this harp. <laughs> oh, it's so exciting. It's so great. I'm still working out all the kinks and the kooks, but I think we really almost got it. Um, you know, uh, two weeks ago, we'd be coming in here with a giant uh, mixer that I'm basically like standing on and trying to track all that and tr trying to do four different skits um and it all just you know it's fine but there's a little more dynamism just way now we're starting to have a little bit of a more minimal setup this doesn't look minimal okay we got a harp we got a cymbal uh anyway i killed i've killed like 10 mice guys in the past two weeks it's amazing i was gonna say whenever whiskey joe starts using words like dynamism it's like when a wall street banker starts using phrases like uh, creative destruction there's just some <laughs> lie something's being obscured there how dare you? We are, dynamism is the crux of our entire organization. Which is called the Weird People Show. I'm riding you out of the Constitution. people show that is what you're listening to right now and we're just feeling so normal today i just feel so normal today <sighs> oh goosh Whoops. my goose what is going on over there now i've written a, uh, a show order but i a can't drum even see fell it. off of a cliff oh and wh what did it say but um <laughs> a, a drum walks into a bar and, uh, uh, and, and he it, says, <laughs> and the bartender says, hey, 
We only accept symbolism in here. Oh! <laughs> it says singing and weather. Oh, it says singing and weather, right. So, singing. So let's do a little singing first. Well, we usually like to introduce our our, our singers and our, our in-studio okay. talent. Who, who's, who's coming today? We have a, a guest today, and his name, again, he's our second time here. His name is Dr. Ethersmith. Dr. Ethersmith! Doctor? Hello! 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 It's such a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to be here. Sometimes I say pleasure when I mean extreme pleasure. <laughs> I get it, I get it. <laughs> now, this next song... Uh, this first song and only song, this is the last song I'll be playing now before I leave, uh, is all about, uh, well, I am an anatomical uh, uh, anthropomorphist, or rather an anthropologist dealing in primarily anatomy, and within that field, primarily in the abdominal area. So this particular song is uh, about um, a, a, a normal bodily function, which I find humorous. Why are farts funny? I don't know, they just are. Each one elicits a hearty ha-ha. It's an enigma as old as the stars. Why are farts funny? I don't know, they just are. Ha-ha-ha-ha! Why are farts funny? What causes their mirth? Everything farts that lives on planet Earth. They're probably farting on Saturn and Mars. Oh, why are farts funny? I don't know, they just are. <laughs> Is it because of the sound that they make? Sort of like a sousaphone that's stuffed up with cake. Or the song of a swan being squished by a car. Why are farts funny? I don't know, they just are. <laughs> Is it because they're so putrid and foul? Like an expired egg salad wrapped in wet towel. But lots of things stink and they don't cause such glee. So why are farts funny? It's a mystery to me! (laughs) Is it because they come out of your butt? Something about that is funny, but what? But other things down there are funny as well. So why are farts funny? I'll never tell. <laughs> why are farts funny? I don't know. They just star. Each one elicits a hearty ha ha. It's an enigma as old as the stars. Why are farts funny? <laughs> why are farts funny? <laughs> why are farts funny? What? I don't know. They just are. Oh, thank you, Doctor Ethersniff. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Mr. Ethersniff. Mr. Ethersniff. Yeah, uh, yes. just, just a small question, short, uh, personal, semi-legal. I will, semi, I will semi, be taking questions now, yes. Semi-legal question, actually. How did you get the name Ethersniff? Oh, that is an excellent question. Because you are a medical doctor with, with access to medical supplies. 
And that does impose certain legal obligations on you to use them in a professionally responsible manner, right? Young man, let me address your points one by one. of course. Uh, Firstly, my dear mother gave me uh, the name of um, Oster, which is my name, Oster. Oster? Yes. Like Oscar with a T? Yes. Do you have a twin sibling named Perosis? No, my, 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 I have a brother named Bikel. And I also have a sister named Koala Hoop. Okay. So my mother, you might imagine, was a librarian. Yes. yes. She really enjoyed the uh, Dewey Decimal System uh, a bit too much, as some people would say. <laughs> She's in rehab. I don't remember the rest of your questions, and now I have to leave. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, that was Dr. Ether Smith. I just love when he comes by the studio, gives us some lab time. Yeah, you know, it's like he gives, shows us experiments, like that one time. Well, let's not talk about that. Now, uh, we've got... I'm still in rehab after that. <laughs> we've, we've got some um, satisfied-looking people outside. Um, so, uh, door guy, can we bring, uh, bring those in, please? Hey, door guy, how are you today? Hold on, hold on. Yeah, He's yeah, going yeah, to get cheese, cheese, cheese. I'm just here to open the door. Okay, let's uh, open the door. Ah, ah, <laughs> Alan! No, it's just Alan. Alan, you're just... sufficient! Hey, guys. Hi. Alan! Hey. Wait, Alan, we find you adequate. What? Alan, oh my god, you're like a normal level of cool. Alan, I like you. I'm starting to okay, think... Okay, that guy is weird, but uh, the rest of us like you in a normal way. I'm starting to think that I'm just kind of here. Well, like, oh. we wouldn't go out of our way for you, but, like, you know, if, you know, if you were around, we wouldn't necessarily oppose. Well, all right. We'll he's st- a nice guy, and he's reading the news. It's Alan. That's me. Hi, guys. This is Alan. A um, little different format for today. I want to tell you a little bit about outside atmospheric conditions. That's right. When I check in on NOAA, that's NOAA, then I believe it stands for the National Oceanic Atmospheric Association or group or something like that. Probably agency, bud. Keep it up, though. You're doing great, champ. (sighs) I don't know how many more shows I have in me. Anyway, back to the weather. Right now in Durham, it's a balmy 33 degrees with a high today hitting all the way to 35. It's going to be mostly cloudy, so don't worry about any SPF unless you're one of those real fair-skinned stepchildren types. But uh, moving on through the week, we have... Oh, wait a second here. I need to scramble to the other page. What are you looking for? I'm trying to get the forecast of the weather. Well, that's what I am. But, oh, you, there you go. but all I saw were dogs. Here we go. Okay, I'm sorry. It's going to be raining dogs. These new laptops are just something else. Well, as it turns out, this coming Friday, we do have a 60% chance of rain. Um, but that's good because it's indicative of a high of 43, which for us, you know, it's almost like shorts weather, right? It's like Switzerland weather. I love wearing shorts in Switzerland. Um, let's see. The wind is coming from 8 miles per hour north by northeast. And um, the humidity is about 40%. Um, again, UV index is super duper loaded, gay guys, so we don't really need to be wearing our sunscreens or anything like that. But, um, 
Really, that's all I had for y'all today. It's been a pretty quiet week at the news desk. Um, we do have some special correspondence, and I'm going to throw one over to our special correspondent, our lady on the street, Guinevere. Guinevere, what is the beat from the street? Oh, hello. Hey, Guinevere. Tell hello, us a bit. Hello, I'm here. Uh, special, uh, what did you say the name was again? Guinevere? No, no, like the title. Oh, oh but you, you're our lady on the street. The word oh, from the street. Oh, yes, yes, our the lady beat. on the street. Oh, I, I, I had a few friends that were ladies on the street Not. in college. It was hard for them to avoid the cops. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were those people who were spinning those signs outside pizza joints or whatever, trying to advertise car washes. Yes, they accidentally, bottles, one of my friends sent uh, the sign straight through the windshield of another fellow, and it was unfortunate. Um, he He... Yeah, no. Uh his his family requested that we attend his funeral. Um Anyway, so I'm here on the street. I'm here on the street and I would like to interview this man who seems to be absolutely doing a wonderful job on his little instrument here. Um, he's on the side of the street here just doing his little instrument. He's got his little hat. Um, anyway, what? H- hello, sir. Oh, hello. <laughs> now, now, why are you performing on the street and not like on a stage somewhere? Oh, well, because I like to get in touch with the actual people of your uh, beautiful city here of Portsmouth. Yes. yes, yes, this is a wonderful city. Oh, oh um, hello, ma'am. Hello, yes. Go. Oh, uh, yeah, you must be very busy. Go. Oh, yes. Now, what song exactly are you playing? Uh, this is a song that my mother taught me uh, a very long time ago, and it is called um, Why Are Farts Funny? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. This one is actually called um, Frog Jam. Oh, okay. Wonderful, wonderful. Now, I'm detecting a bit of a French accent. Do you happen to be French? Oh, no, no, not at all. I, I, come, from, uh, I come from France, Maine. Yes, French, oh, Maine. Oh, yes, yes, of course, of course. Everyone there speaks so much French. Anyway. Oh, yes, I, I took a trip to Egypt the other day, uh, and I got myself a pyramid of um, uh, sh- uh, Maine sugar, uh, pine pine cones uh, and also uh, moose <laughs> moose i don't think you can bring a moose home I, I think they may just be a protected species oh but if that moose is chocolate mademoiselle <laughs> oh, ho, ho. now for our folks i'm talking at home. about a chocolate molded animal not a pudding okay so everyone understands <laughs> okay, for okay. for our folks at home if you are visiting Maine at any point, and this is real, this is real. I'm going to use my real voice. This is real. <laughs> if you're visiting Maine at Special any point, announcement from you want to see you want to see a moose that is made of chocolate, but it's the size of a real moose. Whoa. Go to Len Livy's. Oh I think it's in like I don't remember what. It's like one of the S towns, like near, Scarborough, it's near Saco. Scarborough. It's, it's, near, it's between Scarborough and Saco on US yes. one. Yes. Okay. Okay. Go to Len Libby's. Um, they have there a moose that is the that's made of chocolate, but it's the size of a real moose. Yes, and that is my home. This is where I live. I live inside the moose belly. You live inside. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's wonderful. Uh, just be careful because you won't be trespassing on this nice man's uh, private property. But you know, it's really cool. So, yeah. If I could, if I could think of a, a town in France that started with a T, I could have been very punny. 
Oh, well, that is simple, my friend. It is called Tintois. Oh, <laughs> it's the Tintois Mousse. Kind of like a Trojan horse. But inside, it has a non-Frenchman. <laughs> but you know, the best chocolate, of course, is the Swiss chocolate. Yes, well, yes, no question about Indeed. that. Indeed. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, well, guys... Um, that was our Lady on the Street, Guinevere. Thank you. Nice little human interest segment. I don't think we do enough of those. It was great to hear from Pierre Philippe or whatever the man's name was. Or maybe it was just Charles or Roger because he said he wasn't actually French. But anyway, that's going to be it for our weather report and word on the street. My name's Alan, and it's been so good to be here with you today, or at least moderately passable. He's a nice guy and he's reading the news. It's Alan. That's me. Okay, that was our little news section here. It is now 12:15 in the morning. Or actually it's in the afternoon. But really how do you how do you say what's what time or where or where are we? Or who we really are? Very young age. Really? T- that's fascinating. Tell us more. Well, they got two hands, right? It's sort of uh-huh. like a human being, but one arm's a little shorter than the other. And then you oh. sort of look at how they're positioned. You can figure out whether it's before noon. So that's why really? they call it before noon or afternoon. That's why they call it afternoon. Whoa. I was just helping our uh, little spellcaster over here. Making that's, this magic on the guitar. That's really interesting. Now, how did... Now, which um, yeah. who came up with these clocks, or these that you that say they're called? Uh, Am I, I saying it was that right? My grandfather, because I've seen one of these instruments named after the man, the grandfather clock. Oh, the grand. Um, okay, yeah. and how did the grandfather even? conceptualize such intricate technology. Well, my grandfather always hated when people wouldn't show up on time, but the Mm. problem was that time had not yet been invented. Mm. Uh, So in order to make people show up on it, he had to create the darn thing in the first place. And I think that's how the grandfather clock came to be. Yeah, see, it's uh, it's always so fascinating because, like, we take certain things for granted, but people back then had to come up with, like, such crazy, like, ideas for, like, you know, a a clock. That's just, like... I, I don't even know if I could try and read one of those things, you and, know? Yeah, well, the clock was a final draft, too. I mean, he, at first, he just started yelling every hour and expected people to organize their lives around that. Yeah, he yeah, no. And civilians part. would go to town square uh, on the hour, every hour, to see the man yell. Yeah. The village crier. Yes, exactly. You know... Women would stop churning their butter. Men would, you know, cease hunting the the deer they've been tracking for like a week just to go here. Oh, hey, everybody. Oh, no. I was just coming out of my chair. um, No. I seriously wanted to to, to introduce you guys to my friend Chad. Me and my friend, we sometimes are under a bridge and doing drugs. Um, but also sometimes we're just sitting around, like, writing poetry and stuff. Okay, well, we'll take Chad, but Sapphire, you need to go back to your corner. <laughs> Chad, Chad, tell them, tell them what they should do. All right, everyone, I'm Chad. I'm here to talk about doing drugs. <laughs> uh, 
I'm supposed to weed off this note card, so give me a sec. I'm not very good at reading. Um, You're getting so much better at it, Chad. Thank you, thank you. My eyesight is coming back. Um, are you unhappy? Do you have a sneaking suspicion that there is something terribly wrong with everyone? Do you have to escape from the world and yourself? Well, do drugs. Yes, drugs. That time on a collection of substances, it's been, it's been holding our society together since the invention of the clock, which happened a really long time ago. The the grandfather made it. My grandfather's it, not that old. Not yeah, that well, okay. It's it was a pretty long time ago, man. Uh, anyway, drugs. They were available everywhere you turn, especially underneath that one bridge. You know the bridge I'm talking about. Yeah, I got so many drugs for you. Um, uh, another pacifier shoved into your mouth by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. He's an awesome dude, and he does drugs. It's Chad. I'm Chad. <laughs> like fish, fresh fish, come to Sork Fish Hut. We got fish, fresh fish, not stinky fish. Special limited time offer. Trade for one fresh fish and get two stinky fish, half price. Sork Fish Hut. We got fresh fish, not stinky fish. Fish. How do I feel? Are you looking for some guidance right now? Wondering what to do with your life? Yeah. Is your name Finn? Are you currently standing in the middle of my living room in the dead of night with a crowbar? Yeah. If so, you should try getting out of my house right this damn second. Yes, if you're a robber with a sorry excuse for a weapon and no clue what you're doing, this may be the perfect product for you. Benefits of getting out of my house include the money you could earn from getting a job, two whole intact kneecaps, and the chance to see the sun again. And if you're still standing there thinking, I don't know, I have a pretty good chance of completing this robbery, then I have some insider news for you. I have a gun! Yes, it's true. I'm currently carrying an elephant rifle in my hands and will not hesitate to use it. So try getting out of my house today. Your family might be glad that you did. <laughs> Brought to you by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Surveillance state getting you down? Tired of your every move and thought being tracked by companies like Rocket Co.? Try Shack in the Woods. Yeah. Shack in the Woods offers you the most dilapidated shacks located in the most remote corners of the world. Crawl into a rock with Shack in the Woods. Another global solution imposed by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Is your father proud of you? No. I know. Neither is mine. I was worried about this until I did some research and discovered that nobody's father is proud of them. That's why I downloaded Proud Papa. It's the new app from Rocket Co. All I had to do was download the free app, upload every available photo of my dad, share just a few personal details and numbers, accept Rocket Co.'s generous terms and conditions, and presto! Proud Papa produced a deep fake of my father even my mother could love. Preloaded with such gratifying phrases as, Tell me more. I didn't know that. And of course, the classic, I'm proud of you. Proud Papa is sure to deliver the paternal approval you've been craving. Download Proud Papa today. Proud Papa will not make your Papa proud. Rocky 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 Rocky
All right, I got one more ad here. It's a special. It's like a. Chad. It's Chad. not traditional drug. It's basically a drug, but like not actually. The FDA can't get their hands on this. That's how good it is. Are you a person, a lonely person? Do you feel average? You want to be noticed? You want to be noticed in this yeah, society? I do. Ideally, this would be like an ad for counseling or some kind of workshop. No, it's it's for the hot new drug, social media. On social media, you can post your opinions all over the doggone place. Certainly, no. No one has had the same ideas as you. Spill your knowledge in the earth like water on a desert or maybe fire to dry grass. Probably more like a drop of water in the Atlantic, but don't worry, your drop of water is unique. Grant all your stupid opinions and take as much as you want. You can get thumbs up, hearts up, votes, threatening DMs, or you're lucky being blocked from certain platforms or the FBI knocking at your door, man. Big, small, negative, positive, at least you'll be noticed, cure your loneliness and childhood abandonment issues with social media. Encouraged by Rocket Co. and me, a drug user. Rocket Co. And Chad. Hello? Hello? Uh, yes, this is the Walthorn Detective Agency. Uh, oh, I see. And why do you suppose that your ex-husband would have stolen the pet shark? His life has become bland? He hopes to put the aquarium on the floor. The bland narrative of his life by jumping the shark. Oh, I understand. Very good. That was a caller informing us that jumping the shark won't make the show more interesting, that sometimes we have to get back to our bread and butter and do it properly. What's what's it, the beeping noise? I think that was the shark alarm. Um, jumping the shark, does that stem from Fozzie? Yeah. The Fonz? The Fonz. The fa- the fez- I think it is referring to Happy Days. There was an episode in the Happy Days where they had a... Water ski. It was like towards the end of their thing, and it was like one of the last episodes. Yeah, they were in a boat, and, and there was a shark, I guess, and they jumped over a shark. Right. Now, I think. Now, how does that relate to putting the cart in front of the horses, which I'm kind of thinking from context, jumping the shark no. means? That's Jumping the shark means that you um, are, are running out of ideas for your television show and it's about to die. Mm. That doesn't mean cart in front of the horse, no. Hmm. Teetotaler jumping the shark. All right, tune in next week as I learn more. (laughs) (coughs) All right, let's actually do something now. (laughs) Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Next, we are going to present a little... A little show, a little series that we like to call Legitimate Grievances Under Everything. Or... Wait, I thought it was Linguistic linguistic Guidance uh, Underneath Esperanto. Esperanto! (laughs) Who's Esperanto? Didn't Gary Johnson say that back in 2016? Who's Gary Johnson? What is Esperanto? Anyways, so this is episode six. Oh, wait, can I introduce it? Thank you. Okay. This is episode six of A Lover's Guide to the Unspeakably Eldritch. Unspeakably Eldritch. How to Handle a Demonic Breakdown. Welcome back 
to A Lover's Guide to the Unexplainably Eldritch, Episode 6. In the last episode, I was unjustly kidnapped and held captive by my evil twin, documentary narrator. I apologize for any brutish behavior you had to hear in the meantime. Although I have to admit that the episode about August was rather sweet, but it is now time to focus once more on the protagonist of our story, The Beast and its girlfriend, Ramona. After traveling four hours to watch Ramona perform for the first time at Linguini's Delicious, a local Italian restaurant, her friends decided to stay in town for a couple days to catch up with their only female friend. I don't get why you don't want to stay at Ramona's house with the rest of us. It'll be fun, Leighton, like all those sleepovers we used to have. While I appreciate the offer, I simply refuse to endure whatever sleeping conditions Ramona sticks us with. My back just can't take it these days. My dear Leighton, are you implying that my house, which I have so graciously invited you to stay in, is somehow lacking in the basic necessities? Because if you are implying that I am not wealthy enough to be your friend, then I'm going to be very upset. Fine, I'll stay. Yay, late in staying, everybody! Oh, of course you're excited about this, Goldie. Always am, hot stuff. It's important to note that even though Ramona is the only woman in the friend group, she is far from the only gay person. You got uh, that right. All right, lover boys and everyone else. Just give me a moment to go grab some blankets for everyone. Clementine, make sure they don't burn down the house while I'm gone. <sighs> Great, she's leaving us alone with that thing. Ow! Okay, that elbow jab that I just gave you is what you deserved. What the heck, Alex? The beast chooses to pretend that it does not hear them in their snide comments. Come on, dude. Even I know that was rude. So, Clementine, where did you say you're from again? <coughs> Hell... The fire destruct. Oh, okay. I thought all of hell was on fire, like, constantly. Uh, not all of it. Some of it is <coughs> frozen. That's where Satan lives. No wonder he's so grumpy all the time. He lives in hell's equivalent of New England. <laughs> uh, that is where most sinners from New England go. Figures. I'm back. I got a blanket for you, too, Clementine. I started to run low, so I had to grab you the blanket my kid nephew got me for Christmas. I hope you like Paw Patrol. Thanks, I do. Ramona sits with the beast on the couch and places the childish blanket on both of their laps. A rather common occurrence for them, but Ramona's friends can't help but look on with horror. What does Ramona see in them? Ow! Ow! My head! Are you going to behave, or do I have to throw another plate at your head? I'm going to behave. I'm going to behave. More importantly, what did your parents feed you as a kid? I'm glad you're still alive. Overall, the sleepover was quite fun. After the plate incident, Ramona's friends were nice to the beast, and they all had a great time catching up and making fun of Leighton and his posh ways. But everything said about the beast over the past few days had an effect on them, as it would on anyone else. Clementine couldn't help but wonder if it should be doing more to be more like Ramona or another human. Unfortunately, it didn't have much time to think about it before Ramona had another adventure to offer. Clementine, I have great news! <laughs> Our branch at work was the top-performing location this quarter, and my office is having a company dinner at this super-fancy restaurant in town. 
What if those ones where the food is way overpriced and the portions are tiny? Oh, we met the demon who invented those types of restaurants on a class field trip once. Hmm. Disappointed, but not surprised. Anyway, the boss said everyone could bring a plus one. How would you feel about being treated to some five-star dining? <laughs> Great! Oh my goodness, I need to go dress shopping. All my nice dresses are very cottage core, and the boss said the dress code is Hollywood chic. Do you have anything to wear? Uh, yes! Don't worry about me! <laughs> oh dear, come here, sweetie. Looks like you've reached your talking quota for the day. No worries, we can just relax for a little while. Between Ramona's friends' comments and its frequent vocal issues, the Beast was quite worried about this company dinner. It sounded like Ramona's co-workers were all very fancy, upscale, Wall Street, European, aristocratic-type folks. And if the company could afford to eat at a five-star restaurant, it must be doing well, too. And the Beast didn't want Ramona to have to keep making excuses for it. What would a co-worker say if the Beast showed up to dinner looking like its usual self? I can personally attest to the fact that the Beast only really looks like a human if you stand about 20 feet away and squint. And those are with my cataracts. Or what if her co-workers try to converse with the Beast and it just starts hacking up a lung or whatever organs it has in its stomach? No, that simply won't do. The Beast has to do something. When it comes to magical advice, the Beast has one friend it can always rely on. And what harm could it do to stop by its hometown for a visit? Hey, what's up, Fart Blasters? This is the Beast friend, Al. Al is a common imp, just like the Beast, but he has connections. His side gig is peddling high-class demonic spells. Every once in a while, he skims one off the top just for himself, like the one he's using right now to speak English. Beast, how's it going? Terrible. Terrible? Terrible or... Terrible, terrible. Terrible, terrible. Ah, that explains why you're here, then. You only ever show up when you need something from me. Eh, respect. Anyway, come on in. So, what, uh, what brings you to my chaotic abode? I need to look like a human. <laughs> Whoa, that's some pretty serious stuff. Why do you want to look like a human? Uh... No reason. Why won't you tell me? Are you hiding something? Uh... <laughs> Good. I was always worried you would end up going soft. Good to see you're adapting to the adult life. Anyway, about becoming a human. I know this real upper crust demon who has to go up to Earth all the time. When he's up at Earth, it's great. He's real high up in the system. He's been doing temptations for millennia. Look, when you're tempting humans... You gotta look like them as much as possible. Oh, I don't know much about that, but okay. Uh, anyway, the point I'm getting to is this guy can get you whatever transformation spells you need. There's this really good one. Makes you look about as human as you can get. Um, the only downside being, you know, you gotta stay away from the H2O. Water. Pretty inconvenient. If you ask me, it's pretty inconvenient, considering the Earth is basically covered in water. Those damn potion brewers never know what they're doing, but I gotta warn you. 
this level of magic is real dangerous for imps like us. That's why I just peddle the stuff instead of using it. My friend, he can handle it because he's a high-level demon, but no one as puny as you has ever tried it before. Uh, thanks for this speech, but I take my chances. This is really important. I'm sure I can handle whatever this spell throws at me. Okay, okay, if you say so, I'll make a few calls. Hey, you come back here in, uh, like, a uh, couple of hours, eh? We'll get everything set up. Okay, got it. Have a really crappy day. <laughs> you too, pal. See you around. Hello, hello, everyone. Oh, hello, valued employees, friends, and family of those employees. I would just like to say thanks so much for a successful quarter. Thanks to all your hard work. I'm getting a raise next year. To celebrate all the sacrifices you've made, please enjoy the amazing spread before you. Have a lovely evening. So, Ramona, where is this girlfriend you never shut up about? Oh, I'm sure she just got stuck in traffic or something. She's not usually late. Whoa, who is that? As if on cue, the beast enters the restaurant looking like a completely new demon. In a sense, they are. Instead of its everyday appearance of an approximately bipedal woman, the beast now looks like the precise thing. Of course, it's, it's still a demon at its core. Its skin, which is usually so dark that it actually absorbs some of the light around it, has only slightly transformed into one of the dark colors that human skin comes in. Instead of two bright orange orbs for eyes, which seem to contain within them the fury and destruction of, of a volcano, the beast now has normal eyes that still just happen to be orange and frightening. Its long horns are now framed by snow-white hair that actually looks like it might be capable of being brushed. Not to mention its two rounded, voluptuous, perfectly shaped <coughs> knees. So knobbly. To top it all off, the beast went out earlier and bought itself a skin-tight white dress that screams class. Ramona's quite taken aback. I, um, hello? Wasn't the dress code for tonight Hollywood chic? I don't think I've ever seen a celebrity wearing horns on the runway. Hello, my name is Clementine. I am <coughs> Ramona's girlfriend. Oh, hello, Clementine. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, this is my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we never would have guessed. Clementine, I'm Bob, Ramona's co-worker, and this is my wife, Susan. Please, darling, have a seat. Oh, thank you, darling. <laughs> so, Clementine, where exactly do you work? Whenever we ask Ramona, she gets all fidgety and changes the subject. Well, my job is rather complicated. I tried explaining it to Ramona once, and I believe she said it's a lot like her cousin's position in sales. So, now whenever someone asks, that's what I tell them. I see, if you say so. So, Clementine, if you work in sales, then why the, uh, unique getup? Wouldn't wearing those clearly fake ones and colored contacts ruin your rapport with the customers? Oh, my dear Susan, these babies are real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ramona, you didn't tell me your partner was so funny. I, um, yeah, and, um, pretty... And for the first time in their several months of dating, it seems Ramona is the one left speechless. 
Now that you mention it, Ramona hasn't ever fully explained what your company does. What exactly do you guys do? Oh, that's easy. We Cheryl, I haven't yeah. seen you in forever. How are you, darling? Oh, I'm all right. I'm living the dream, you know. I just saw you from the table over there. I thought I'd come over and say hi. Oh, well, I'm glad you did. We were all just getting to know Ramona's partner, Clementine. Clementine, this is the boss's wife, Cheryl. It's quite nice to meet you. Sorry, something's caught in my throat. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, Here, have some water. I'll get you some white wine. That's basically water, too. Oh, thanks. Remember when Al said that the kind of transformation magic was dangerous for demons like the beast? This is what he meant. The spell's beginning to take its toll on Clementine at what's probably the least convenient time. Luckily, the beast is able to pull itself together. For now. Sorry about that. Now, what were you saying? Uh, nothing in particular. You okay, sweetie? Uh, Yes, of course. Why wouldn't I be? Holy crap, I can't believe I almost forgot. You know how earlier this week I told you that I sent that email to HR? Sure, what about it? Well, they finally got back to me and... Oh my god. Holy crap, are you okay? There's only so much one imp's body can take, and the beast is incredibly close to reaching its limit. At this point, the spell has taken so much energy from Clementine that it's having trouble sitting up straight at all. In its futile attempt to stay upright, it falls face first into a plate and pulls the entire tablecloth to the floor. Uh, should we call an ambulance or something? I'm fine. No, you clearly aren't. Clementine, what's going on? (laughs) Embarrassed, frightened, on the verge of vomit, the beast flees the restaurant. Though she's a bit shaken, this is not Ramona's first time having to deal with situations like this. Sorry, folks. We'll be right back. I'm walking in. What's going on, Clementine? Are you okay? Should I call 911? I'm oh, no, it's it's okay. It's okay. You don't have to talk. Just nod, okay? First question, are you in any immediate physical danger? It hurts. So sorry, sweetie. What can I do to help? Hold me. On it. Okay, now, are you able to explain what's going on, or do you just need a moment? I can't hold this form. It hurts. Why don't you just go back to normal? Your friends can't see my true form. Why not? Says who? I like you just the way you are, and I'm sure they will too. You do? But I thought you liked this form. Well, it was a nice surprise at first, but the last thing I want is for you to get hurt. You're already such a kind and beautiful demon. I love the way you are, 
And if my coworkers don't, then that's their problem. They're all a bunch of annoying jerks anyway. How did you even manage this anyway? I thought you couldn't shapeshift to look this human. It's a spell. Good lord, what kind of spell would do this to someone? At least if it's a spell, it can be broken. How do we do that? Um. It's okay, Clementine. There's no need to be embarrassed around me. If you don't want to do it in front of me, I can leave. No, that's that's not the problem. The spell, to break the spell, you have to... Have to what? You have to... Kiss someone. Sorry, I didn't quite catch that. You have to kiss a human. You have to kiss a human to get back to normal. What? You mean like a true love's kiss? I didn't know demonic curses worked like fairy tale spells. No, you just have to trade spit. <laughs> the spell is for seduction. So once you kiss a human, the seduction is over. The spell goes away. <coughs> oh. You sound sad. Well, I have to admit, the idea of a true love's kiss sounds more romantic. Not to me. What? Why not? Because true love kiss implies that you don't have a choice. I want to choose. I want to choose to kiss you. Jeez, we've been dating for so long and you still find new ways to fluster me. You're sure though? I mean, we haven't yet. Yes, I'm sure. Great. Come here, darling. And so after months of dating, they finally kissed. And as the beast began to transform back into its normal self, its appearance wasn't the only thing that changed. The beast had been worried that when their first kiss finally happened, it would be nervous. But then they felt the way Ramona was holding them. And for the first time since they'd been dating, they felt confident. Because the beast finally accepted the fact that they would always be there for Ramona. And Ramona would always be there for them, too. That if Ramona somehow liked its normal appearance more than its human one, then maybe it didn't have any reason to be anxious. On the other hand, Ramona was trembling. Because she was starting to feel things she'd never felt for another. Strangely enough, there was this sizzling sensation beginning in her ears and traveling its way down her body, and now she was finally beginning to realize just how much her darling Clementine meant to her. Even after breaking apart, they just stayed still for a while. Not sure what else to do, Ramona rested her forehead against the beast's horn tips, trying to find the right words to say. Now that it was back to normal, the beast needed some time to recover from all the pain it had been feeling earlier. The, uh, the stars are really pretty tonight. Kind of hard to see with all the lights, but still. Uh-huh. Do you want to go back inside and continue dinner? I'm okay with whatever you want to do. Let's go back. Cool. After all, those hors d'oeuvres looked really tempting. Yeah. 
After explaining their sudden disappearance to the group, Ramona and the Beast had a wonderful evening. The others didn't really understand the Beast's appearance all too well, and the couple could hear whispering about it behind their backs, but none of that mattered. Ramona took pride in showing off her real girlfriend to her snooty co-workers, and the Beast had to agree that the hors d'oeuvres were quite tasty. Once the party was over, the two of them went back to Ramona's cottage to watch TV together. <laughs> I agree. How are you feeling? Are you better? Yes. Glad to hear it. Can, can I tell you something? So, I'm not sure if I mentioned this already, but this is the longest I've ever dated anyone. And earlier tonight, when uh, we um, we kissed, I felt something I'd never felt until tonight. I was really nervous about it for a while, but luckily I'm pretty good at multitasking. So I thought about it while we were at the party, and I think I know what that feeling was now. Sorry, was that too long? I'm still a bit nervous now. Anyway, uh, all of this is to say, I love you. I, I, I love you too. Ramona did not respond since she was on the verge of tears. She simply wrapped her arms around the beast and squeezed tight enough to get the air out of its lungs. The beast didn't mind. It had learned by now that one of Ramona's love languages was attempted murder. It just hugged her back. And they went back to watching TV. That was the lover's guide to the unexplicably and speakably Eldritch. Yeah, episode I mean, six. no, I literally messed up the title myself, so like, it's fine. Featuring our very own Enrica as Ramona. Alrighty, yes, 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 yes. Oh, are we doing an ad break? We are. Okay, here's some ad. We've been brought to you by Rocket Co. Okay. Oh, gorgeous, thank you. Speaking of harps, make better even more good. Turn success even even more success, Mm. and let failure inspire you to work harder. Turn apathy into obsession. Strive for more, even if it kills you. Make sacrifice your first priority. Work yourself to death. Rocket Co. Aggressive solutions for what the world needs. Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Shoes. Are your feet bleeding? That's because you have been wearing... Shoes. Shoes. Providing essential pedal protection since rocks. Shoes. Another age-old tradition co-opted by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Brought to you by throwing acid in your face. Are you dissatisfied with your appearance? Of course you are. Throw acid in your face. Acne, warts, eczema, facial normalcy... 
Throw acid in your face. The searing pain is how you know you're getting more beautiful. Throw acid in your face today. Another solution to problems caused by Rakuko. Rakuko. Petbot. Petbot uses patented algo robotic technology to anticipate your cat pet, cat, dog, or possum's undesirable behavior and make appropriate adjustments to your reality so you don't have to. PetBot's combination of suction, time travel, and electric shock ensures that you can relax and ignore your pet entirely. PetBot, another solution forced upon the world by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Ignore your pet entirely! PetBot. Hi there. Hi. It's great to see you. It's a cold, scary world. I would know. I used to be cold and scared. I used to leave the house wearing... Camo, head to toe. I used to wet myself... At the sight of a surveillance camera, I used to wear decoy teeth in case an unscrupulous dentist tried to steal my real teeth. I used to do a lot of stuff, but I don't do that stuff anymore. It's because I eat Burt's oatmeal. I'm eating Burt's oatmeal right now. Thank you, Burt. Your oatmeal is good. I'm not scared of cameras anymore. I'm Buck Kennedy, and I approve this message. Speaking of which, brought to you by Meredith Sour Pickles. Pickles so sour, they're downright unpleasant. Yes, our friends down at Meredith Sour Pickles use the choicest unripe limes pure citric acid, and the bitterest of feelings to make these unbearably sour pickles. So next time you visit your local grocer, won't you inquire about Meredith Sour Pickles? Meredith Sour Pickles. If you try them, you won't try them again. Meredith Sour Pickles. Pickles. Because they once were cucumbers. Meredith Sour Pickles! Doing it right! (laughs) 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 Okay! Oh, bitch. Let's do one more round. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Uh, one more round, and then we're going to do a song. Fire And then we're going to do our uh, obligatory ablutions. Yes. And then we're going to move on to some more series and programming. All right. Hi there. Do you find yourself coming home to an empty apartment on Fridays? Maybe you've tried dating, and it goes well, but you just can't find someone you spark with. Are you a sovereign state recognized by the UN Security Council? Well then maybe it's time to stop searching and settle down with the Republic of Sudan. Yeah, if you're a lonely nation state looking for fun and maybe a little something more, you can call 603-431-9722. That's 603-430-9722. And we'll help you get annexed by the gentle armed forces of the Republic of Sudan. Give us a call. Sudan. It's about sovereignty, not settling. A solution to your romantic problems imposed by Rocket Co. Melt meat. The meal that melts. (laughs) Yes, just a few short minutes in the microwave, clothes dryer, or conventional oven, and melt meal melts into an edible puddle. Spoon it, mop it, suck it down with a straw. You've got to clean it up somehow. Yes, melt meal. The meal that melts. Invented by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. Rocket. Melt meal, making it melt. (laughs) 
are you a scientist and maybe a sociopath? Maybe one of those guys who lied about the harm and addictiveness of cigarettes in the 70s? Well, boy, howdy, do we have a job for you. Our company is one of the largest in America, with products in 70% of households across the country. But we just learned that our products, in addition to satisfying our valued customers, are also liquefying their brain stems. Whoops. So we need the best, brightest, and least moral men, <clears throat> and women, and women, of course, who will put out junk science to guide the public away from learning about the alleged harms of our product. If this interests you, call 603-430-9722, 603-430-9722, and we'll throw a black bag over your head and get the interview process going. Hope to hear from you soon. This advertisement brought to you by Rocket Co. Rocket Co. <laughs> Lovely. I need a vacation, but everywhere I go is way too crowded. I just want a place to relax in peace and quiet. I think I know a place. And no super outdoors areas either. I'm not a huge fan of nature. Sounds like you want a holiday to nowhere. Nowhere? Nowhere? Nowhere! With Void Vacations, you can enjoy the deepest, darkest area of space, the Booties region. It's 62 megaparsecs away from the nearest galaxy and 700 million light years away from Earth. Well, that sounds fantastic, but how do I get there? We ship you off in your own personal separate sensory deprivation spaceship. You will be so relaxed that you will never even want to leave. But will I be able to... Void vacations! Because don't you need a break? Void vacations! Brought to you by Rocket Cow. Roger Buckets. Okay, guys. Look. Take it from me. Sometimes it just feels like the whole world's on fire and you're trying to put it out with a dollar store water gun. Well, for all those moments where you feel like you're crying about the deplorable state of the planet but you don't want to waste water, there's our brand new product, Buckets for Crying. Use it for all those nights you need to sob yourself to sleep but don't want to get your pillow wet in the process. Or for every time you read the news and are reminded of the fact that Canada is unironically taking transgender refugees because now it's illegal in some states for men to wear dresses. And for all the adolescents in the audience, Buckets for Crying makes the perfect gift for your friends who live, whose lives are being ruined by abusive parents that CPS refuses to hold accountable for their sins. Plus, if you want to feel like you're powerless to stop humanity's inevitable self-destruction and want to take back some tiny semblance of control, we have the perfect deal for you. For every purchase of Buckets of Crying, or Buckets for Crying, we're donating $10 to South America so that they can try and rebuild the rainforest. That ought to make you feel like a good person for f a few fleeting moments anyway, before you remember that 70% of the Earth's carbon emissions are being produced by massive corporations and that your existence literally does not matter. So drive on down to your local mall wart and buy Buckets for Crying. Hey, what else you gonna do? Buckets for Crying! Okay! <laughs>
and we are now in the time frame to say that you are listening to WSCA LP Portsmouth. We are here at the Button Factory stage, baby, mixing it up with a live show starring people, which is us. Okay, That's us. you Humans. might be wondering. You know, the, the, the top um, uh, comment that we receive when people hear our show is, they said, what is this? And that might be what you're asking right now. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm not sure, but it was real, and we are real people with hearts and minds. Okay, I'm going to do a little something slightly special. Ooh. Oh. Uh, because our friend, um, whose name is Robert... Uh, Robert Eggplant sent, uh, sends me his uh, subversive magazine every month and um, this is a special edition but this one's about uh, the People's Park in Berkeley okay what is this publication called then uh, it's a... called Slingshot okay it's called Slingshot this is a special edition of Slingshot the People's right. Park edition okay so you may have uh, noticed that we are while our hearts are filled with love uh, slightly subversive here at the show um, and I hope that you still love us because we still love you so I'm going to and this announcement is kind of I read it and I said hmm that's actually what I'm trying to do so well, I'm going to uh, change certain words because um, they're naughty words uh, so this uh, was published in the Berkeley Barb newspaper April 16th 1969 and uh, I don't know you, you obviously can't see it because you're thinkless you're 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 think-seeing right now, which is what listening is. Can I describe but, it as an outsider? Yes. It kind of looks like those Revolutionary War uh, woodcut things they would do after like the Boston <laughs> Massacre or the Boston Tea Party, where they were like, hear ye, hear ye, and then there's the blurriest, least oh. comprehensible image possible, oh. and then a bunch of like typeset information that looks politically relevant. It was clearly made on a carbon copy machine with a drum. That's what it was trying oh. to say. Yeah, it looks yeah. primitive. Yes. Uh, a park will be built this Sunday between Dwight and Haste. That's in uh, Berkeley. The land is owned by the university, which tore down a lot of beautiful houses in order to build a swamp. The land is now used as a free parking space. In a year, the university will build a cement-type expensive parking lot, which will fiercely compete with the other lots for the allegiance of Berkeley's Bucks. Oh, no. Berkeley's Buicks. <laughs> On Sunday, we will stop this. Beep! Bring shovels, horses, chains, um, hoses, not horses. Uh, chains, yes. Grass, paints, flowers, trees, bulldozers, topsoils, colorful smiles, laughter, and lots of sweat. At one o'clock, our rural reclamation project for Telegraph Avenue commences with the expectation of beauty. We want the park to be a cultural, political freakout and rap center for the Western world. That's what I want to do, too. Now, all artists should show up and make their magical put. Pu Sorry. All artists should show up and make the park their magical possession. Many colored towers of imagination will rise above the forum and into the future of reality. Pastel intertwining the trees and reflecting the sun. All Berkeley energy exploding onto the disappearing swamp. The university has no right to create ugliness as a way of life. Actually, what I should say is Rocket Co. has no reason to create ugliness as a way of life. We will show up on Sunday and we will clear one third of the lot and do with it whatever our fantasy is. Uh, dictates uh, we could have a child care center or a crafts commune which we could uh, which could communicate its wares by having medieval style fairs uh, a baseball diamond a rock concert or a place to think and sleep in the sun this summer we will not be beeped over by the by rocket co's move on fascism we 
will police our own park and not allow its occupation by imperial power. Come to Dwight and Haste, Mudflat, at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Prepare to work and bring your own food picnic. It says own food picnic. Okay. We are exhausted. When we are exhausted, we'll knock off for rock music from Joy of Cooking and whatever other bands show up. Nobody supervises the trip and belongs to whoever dreams. Signed, Robin Hood's Park Commissioner. Okay, so I thought that was really cool. There we go. And I, I thought that was uncontroversially good, you know, like, yay. But they're radicals, too. So that's what we are. We're uncontroversial radicals with <laughs> lots of love in our hearts. Like, I'm yes. sending love over to my man Paul over there, and he's in the room. But he, he's not listening. He's not listening. He's just looking out the window. But it doesn't matter. Love is because quiet. Because the love is coming right from my heart, right through your upper, upper spot. What do you call the upper back? The lower back is the lumbar. You right? got your scalpula up there, bud. Scalpula, thank you. Scalpula. Okay. Sacral? Sacral? Oh boy, the banjo. Or is that a, that's what it, I know it's not technically a banjo. What's it called? It is a banjo. It is a banjo. That have, one is a banjo. Okay. I have two banjo shaped instruments. Okay, the banjo's coming out. I also have a, a bandolin. Okay. But that's not here today. So we have the, the, the banjo today. Yep. Which means we're going to be talking about Miss Zog. Ooh. Mrs. Mrs. Zorgo. <laughs> so. Um, by way of uh, transition here, I'm going to sing you the Zog song, which will also um, catch well, you I up. I get to page 40. We'll, we'll catch you up to the plot of this of this uh, little, little number here that we're doing. Now, let's see. F, G. So it's all the way up here? No, I'll just do it here. Deep in the annals of history, yea, 250,000 years ago almost, at the dawn of civilization, men were still pigs, it's true. In fact, 248,703 years ago approximately, the very first feminist was born. Another radical whose heart was filled with love, and her name was Zog. And this is her story. Just because a woman's body is different from a man Kept her in the baby bed with all the pots and pans He went out to hunt fish and splash around and tan All up there the man all said, she said, you know what, I'm sick of this baby bed. You can keep your pots and pans. She set off in the forest with sturdy spear in hand. She, she, uh, uh, uh. she looked around and she saw a bunch of geese right over there. She soon looked back like he said they far more than any man. They were all well fed, but the man all said, Go back to your bed and back to pots and pans. Then she set out on the ocean, a fishing rod in hand. Boat was true and the sky was blue and she was feeling grand. She 
Sock 100 fish that day far more than any man. They were all well fed, but the man all said, mm, Go back to bed and back to pots and pans. She saw her people starving, a famine in the land. The geese had ceased, they were all deceased, and the fish were in the sand. She used the plants to plant the seed and grow some grain of grand. They were all well fed when they could have been dead, but the man all said, Go back to your bed and back to your puffer pain. And thanks for the bread. <laughs> and we now pick up on our story. The year is 248,133 B.C. The setting is a small village by the sea nestled at the foot of a great mountain. Our hero is a woman who is eons ahead of her time. Her name is Zog, and this is her story. Goose here! Get Goose here! Just killed last lay with Goose Killing Stick! Goose here! Fish here! Get fish here! Just caught with fish catching stick! Lost nothing! Fish! Fish! Nuts! Get nuts from here! Fresh nuts just picked! Bag of nuts! Good day to you, Nutmonger. I would like three of your freshest nut bags, if you please. Mm, that cost three fish, or mm, one goose. Mm, what would you say to two fish and one third of a goose? Um, okay. Very well, then. Goose blessings to you, sir. Zog, good lay to you. Good lay to you, Big Zag. Oh, hello, small Zinnia. She's such a polite child. How are you finding the new market, Zag? Well, it's a bit circular, to be honest. Why, I came to the market with three bags of nuts to trade, and despite having visited every vendor, I came away with the same three bags of nuts that I came with. If only there were something to trade that wasn't something else. That's exactly why me and Zin came here today. Oh? Recognize this? Quahog shell. It's hard to find those. Right. So me and... So Zin and I... Thank you, Mama. So Zin and I have been gathering bagfuls of these, and we thought... Oh my goose! It's Jimmy and Barry! Barry and Jimmy! Oh my goose! Oh my goose! Oh my goose! They're the absolute fishiest! <laughs> Looks like your sons have become very celebrated. How proud he must be! Very proud, aren't we, Zin? Yes, Mama. Barry, tell us again how you invented the fish catching stick! <laughs> yeah, uh, well, <laughs> uh,. Saw fish, fish. <laughs> saw stick, stick. <laughs> thought fish catch fish stick. Catch stick. <laughs> fish. You mean stick catch fish? fish. 
stick. Jimmy, hush. Hush, Jimmy. Fish. Fish catch stick. Fish catch stick. Fish catch No, no, wait, stick. wait, wait. I mean fish catch stick. Fish stack dish. Fish, fish stack stick. Dish stack dish. Dish stack stick. Dish. dish. Fish stick catch fish. Stick catch fish. Stick catch fish. Stick catch fish. You were saying, Zog. I was saying we could... Wife! Oh, hi, honey. Good lay to you, big Zorgo. Take Donna and go tend to hut. Yes, okay, honey. But me and Zin, I mean, Zin and I... No ideas, wife, no more! You obey and teach Donna to obey. Go now. Yes, dear. Zag... Please accept these shells as a gift in service to the goose. But what am I going to... Come, Zinnia, we must obey. Yes, Mama. Good Lazag. Husband. Mama, I finished shelling the goose nuts. Mama? What, honey? What's wrong? Nothing's wrong, honey. What will be wrong? Well, it's just that you keep walking around back and forth and looking around out the wall hole, and, and then you say, and, and then the whole thing starts <laughs> over again. Okay, so? Can a person not walk around in her own husband's room and look out her own husband's wall hole? And go err. And go err. Can a person not... Okay, I'm sorry, honey. I just... I don't know. I've had it up to here, you know. Did I do anything wrong, Mama? No, honey, of course not. I love the goose out of you, and we're good, okay? Okay, Mama. Okay. Mama? Yes, Sin? Is it because you single-handedly revolutionized the process of hunting, fishing, and agriculture, and Dad gives all the credit to my brothers who couldn't put their loincloths on in the morning without your help? I sometimes find that annoying, yes. But do you also feel like by enabling Dad and brothers, you're subjugating all the women in the village by perpetuating the stereotype of male superiority? Yep. That's it, exactly. You've struck the rock. And do you also feel directly responsible for that subjugation, since you're the one who writes Dad's speeches and say how dumb women are? Okay, you can stop now. Yes, Mama. So? Yes, Mama? So, what do we do about this? Well, I had an idea about that. You want to hear about it? Coming! Oh, hello. Hello, Zog. Small Zinnia, good nest build. Um, I, I have your shells if you want them back. Keep them, Zag. We're calling a meeting. Tomorrow nesting at the meat hutch. Get Zugia, Zagia, Zegia, anyone else you can think of. You mean any women I can think of? Yes, especially the girls. But anyone, yes. Well, all right. The men won't like it, you know. I know. But hey, you know? Indeed. Until tomorrow nesting, then. Tomorrow nesting.
So many people came, Mama. Every big lady and small girl in the village must be here. Yeah, they sure turned out, didn't they? Is that dad and brothers over there in the shadows, Mama? Looks like they want to keep an eye on things. Are they going to be mad, Mama? Probably, yeah. Well, I don't care. That's the spirit, hun. Dad. 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 Shh, what? Why are we hiding in shadows, Dad? To see what they do. Hush. All right, everyone. Let's settle and gather. Settle and gather. Have a seat there in the front. Let the little ones closer now. Okay, let's get started. Okay? Now, I know we all need to get back to our huts to serve our sons and husbands and brothers and fathers, so I'll make this as brief as I possibly can. I brought you all here because I want to set the record straight about some things. Specifically about men. Well, actually, more about women. I mean, about you all. What I'm trying to say is... Zugia, come up here a second. Uh, okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Zugia, can you tell us all where fire comes from? Uh, well, uh, Big Zorgo tells us every morning that uh, the great goose uh, struck a rock with his beak. The same great goose who lays an egg every morning for our sight and warmth? Yes. Very good, honey. You have an excellent memory. You can sit back down now. Thank you, honey. Now, do you all know what kind of goose lays eggs? The great kind! (laughs) (laughs) No, Big Zig. The female kind. That's right. The great goose is a woman. And I'll tell you something else. Fire didn't come out of any beak. It was brought to our village by a woman who just so happened to be my great-grandmother. What is all this, Zig? What are you trying to say? Yeah, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say, Zog? Come on, what are you trying to say? Mama, can I? Yes, of course, honey. Tell them what you told me. Um, okay, um... Hi, everyone, hi. Everyone quiet down. Okay, well, I guess you're already... Okay. (laughs) So, what I wanted to say was, don't let those men tell you you can't, because you can! (laughs) Silence, women! I have decided that for neglecting household duties, for telling lies about Great Goose, and for being pain in my neck... My wife, Zog, will go to chopping place and get her head chopped off. <gasps> oh, you women go to huts and tend to duties. Go! Oh. Jimmy, Barry, take mother to chopping place. Dad, I said take. Y- yes, Dad. Mama, come. Mama, no. Papa, please. Zinnia, go back to hut. Listen to your father, hun. Let's go, boys. The chopping place is over there. Goodbye, Zorgo. Wife, I... Goodbye. Mama!
Will Zog's sons manage to chop off her head despite their ambivalence and incompetence? Find out next time on The Inventions of Zog. Okay, so that was our special little thing called Zog. Okay, so now we've got about half an hour left, okay? So here's what we're going to do in our little program, okay? We're going to play one more little song, yeah. and then we're going to kind of loosen it up, and we're going to chill out, and we're going to do some things together in a uh, unplanned fashion, and then we're going to leave everybody alone, okay? That was all just a bit. We're going to spend the next half hour doing an improvisational discursive discussion on the Western canon and the relationship between existentialist philosophy and the minor neuroses, which distort yet at the same time structure our day-to-day existence. This is the first chapter of that text. What? Do I need to repeat that? Oh, I think we're getting a phone call here. I'm honestly interested to see if you could. We had a phone call. Oh. Whoever's calling us, call us back. We'll yeah, talk to you. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll answer. We promise. We promise right. we won't bite you through the phone. The that's phone right. number is 603-430-9722. Just to make sure they weren't accidentally dialing in our wrong number. Yeah. Yeah. If, if someone just called that, then you aren't listening to us. If it was a wrong number, then you aren't listening to us, so yes. it'll be useless to say that you called a wrong number, but you did. Well, <laughs> they might be listening to us and trying to call someone else, but have heard our number earlier and have gotten mixed up and accidentally dialed our number. D- did you know you can actually send a text message to that number and it'll show up on our computer sure screen? Can. That's oh. oh, wait a minute. I gotta, but I have to load that up now. Here, I will. I will. You guys. I'm talk. always adding more beans to Ben's bean bowl, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You better eat all those beans, I Benjamin. Eat them. I have a healthy, so many healthy. beans in here. Just bean bowl. Listen to all those beans. You guys talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to find if we have a time. I was 17 when my bean bowl overflowed. Oh, no. <laughs> Amir 17. He had more beans than sense. However, the amount of sense he had didn't equal a pile of beans in this world, which is all a big way of going round and round in circles, saying the same thing twice in two different ways. But you don't want to make a molehill out of a bean pile, you know. And, and you that don't. always prevents you from climbing the mountain. It's true. Yeah. And if you're in England and they offer you breakfast of baked beans on toast, ask for a mountain. A mountain of beans. And they'll say, sorry, we took all of them already. Oh. No, instead of a molehill. Oh. Got him. Hey, uh, can I have the beans, please? You want that in Mountain the Mole Hill, hon? How, how about an ad hill? An ad hill? I'm just feeling, I'm watching my figure, you know. I'm trying to look British shaped. <laughs>